morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King, joining us. Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, and Johnny Crypto will be joining us later in the episode, so I am very excited for today. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how after the FTX collapse, global regulation of cryptocurrencies is accelerating rapidly. JP Morgan is looking to take advantage. Announcing a revolutionary crypto wallet, we show our listeners how the big banks are ready to enter this market. Gary Gensler was promoting Algorand back in 2019, telling his students it's a great technology, as the CIA reveals deep ties within the cryptocurrency market, citing involvement in a number of different projects. Ripple revenue has been driven out of the United States due to its ongoing battle against the SEC, but this hasn't stopped their global expansion. Ripple is now seeking a new money services license in Europe, potentially taking this revolutionary company outside of our borders. Grayscale has revealed their Bitcoin trust reserves, and with 2023 only two months away, we show our listeners how the world of banking is going digital, highlighting the projects set to succeed in this emerging market. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So happy Monday to all the amazing warriors out there. And because we don't have Johnny Crypto in the building, we're going to Andrew Cashflow first this morning, my friend. So, Andrew, thank you for being here. Really excited for today's episode. How you been, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I would say, I have to say I'm great and I'm also great, but just come from the from the dentist so i'm not so great but i'll do my best you know with some painkillers and uh, but i had a great weekend it was freezing in the netherlands in the in the east of the netherlands we already can skate on uh, on natural ice so uh, yeah you know we i live in a beautiful country but also we live together in a beautiful world so looking forward to this episode and uh, you know love to love to be here Always excited to have you, Andrew. And we got Jackie joining us as well. Jackie, love your background. Thanks for being here. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. My computer is working well. So everyone keep your fingers crossed throughout this episode. Um, I will too. And I'm excited. Let's let's get it. With that being said, we're going to start the show the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is still an extreme fear after this weekend. With not many daily movers, the market overall is extremely red. But let's check out the total coin market cap. We're sitting at $800 billion flat this morning. Bitcoin is at 38% dominance. Ethereum is 17%. And I want to remind our listeners that back in 2017, when Bitcoin touched 20,000, the total coin market cap was $840 billion. So we're actually below that point today. Bitcoin is sitting at 16,100. Ethereum, 1,100. XRP is 35 cents. Cardano is 30 cents flat. Polygon is 80 cents. But we're going to kick it to Andrew Cashflow. Andrew, how are you reacting to some of the bearish news we're getting in the market today? A lot of people are saying that Tether could be the emerging black swan. And we're going to bring some key details for our listeners. But before we dive into that, how are you feeling and what are you watching, Andrew Cashflow? Actually, I'm not watching too very much at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life and I'm enjoying my free time and what I see happening currently at the moment. I mean, I feel very sorry for all the people that are caught up with uh, with FTX and, and all the other exchanges. I also had to take uh, with the, 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 the Celsius hit and, and the Terra Luna I was in there. And, you know, but still, I think it is needed that this happens. And you know what? 
they say if there is blood in the street you must buy and what is happening at the moment i have the feeling there is blood in the streets is there already enough blood no not yet because really lots of people have to give up will bitcoin go lower will ethereum go lower my personal opinion is i think so yeah we are not there yet but maybe a couple of months more has to fall maybe usdt need to fall you know that would be a major hit but it also it would be a, an excellent uh, uh, um, uh, powering the the catalyst so um i think if if there is more yeah more companies will will, will fall over that will also yeah give more speed to the regulation and and that's a good point we need regulation for the big money to come in and the white house agrees with you andrew and before we dive into that we got 197 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button this morning jackie we got an update from joe biden this weekend calling for international regulation on cryptocurrencies but i did want to focus on algorand before we dive into the news we had we're going to show our listeners a video of gary gensler from 2019 stating that Algorand's technology was five years ahead of its time. And we also got them sponsoring the FIFA World Cup. So do you think this is a project that you're going to be keeping an eye on recently? And how do you think it's going to react during the FIFA event? I was shocked that we didn't see as much price action in Algorand um, leading up to the World Cup as we did in Chili's. And I think Theta had some movement. But yeah, Algorand kind of just kind of dropped even lower. So that was a little shocking. Um yeah, I, this is definitely a long-term hold, though, guys, regardless. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sponsors of big events like this. And it, it with the markets being in the bear market right now, you know, it doesn't get as much hype and price action as we're typically seeing in bull runs. So, um, but with, you know, we did have a good movement in Chili's. They are also involved with the World Cup um, <laughs> as well as Crypto.com. Um, but yeah, Algorand, just, just because there was no price action leading up to the World Cup, it is still a good long-term hold. Um, such a great, such a great, uh, you know, layer one, um, fast, fast transaction speed, everything like that. So this is definitely one that I have in my bags. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of exciting connections when it comes to Algorand. And when we're talking about the tokenization of real assets, Stellar and Algorand are two that I think are going to be humongous over the next decade. Andrew Cashwell, I'd love to get some of your comments on this. Elon Musk recently took over Twitter. Well, now he's also named the person of the year by Time Magazine. For me as an Elon Musk supporter, very happy with this news, but I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about Elon? Is he worthy of this award? Man of the year, 2022. I think he is worth be man of the year. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I was also a manager in, in, in the past and it is not so easy to take over a whole company, you know, and, and then get your, your ideas for, for, for the, for the working people in that company. But what I think he's doing the right thing. And I feel sorry for all the people that used to, to, to buy or to, uh, to work at, at, at home, which is not more or less allowed anymore. But you know, did you know how he made Tesla big? He slept on the on the factory floor because and he slept in such a place that all the people could see him, that he also was involved. So I have huge respect for uh, for Elon and what he is all, all doing. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing news here, Jackie. And do you have any quick comments about Elon? We saw that he recently took over Twitter and we had a number of big networks actually say they're not going to post on Twitter anymore because they disagree with Elon me, I'm the exact opposite. I'm actually more excited to engage with Twitter ever since he took over. What are some of your thoughts about Elon and this award for person of the year in 2022? 
Um, I, Elon just like throws me off a little bit. I don't, I mean, whether, whether he's, he's at the top and like we've said so many times, it's so hard to trust people who are at the top of anything. Um, so, so my, I mean, I'm not against the guy. I'm not, I'm not technically for the guy. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I've said this before. Um, I don't know whether he's on the good or on the bad. Um, he seems to be a character that's fighting for good and fighting for the little man, which I do like that. But in the end of, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, we each have control of our own reality. So, so, um, but I do, I do think he is, you know, he is kind of doing, doing things better in a, in a way that I like to see more with Twitter and things like that. So, so, Hey, I mean, I, I'll go with that for right now. Hey, definitely good news. If you're an Elon supporter and we've got a pretty exciting update here from renowned investor, Raul Paul talking about Gary Gensler and his failure to regulate the crypto market. He says this is going to have massive global implications if we don't get this figured out in the next few months. So I'm going to let this short clip play and go back to the group for some comments. Here we go. I hope Gary Gensler loses his fucking job because he's dragging his feet and saying, we're just going to prosecute anybody that I choose to prosecute in retrospect. There's no way to regulate the world's largest financial market. It's irresponsible. It's not fair on individuals. It's not fair to shut people out. What they did with XRP suddenly decided in retrospect, we're going to basically shut them out of the US system. There's a bunch of retail investors who are holding it. They're forced out or they're forced not to be able to trade their tokens. It's inexcusable. Andrew Cashel, I'd love to get some thoughts from you to begin with. What makes me nervous about this type of regulation is the fact that they can do this to any project. As long as there's no rules and guidelines, they can decide, okay, we disagree with Ethereum now. Let's go back in time and figure out when they were operating as an ICO and criticize them for that, regardless of what they've created over the past decade. I'd love to get some of your thoughts on what Raul Paul's saying here, because I think he made some great points. Yeah, he made great points. By the way, have you heard heard the bearable bull about uh about Gary. He also said, Gary, we are going to get you. You know, that, that's what I hear. And you know, I always try to 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 approach it from the positive side. You know, the United States is just an area on the globe. And it's not the whole world. So if it is not allowed in the United States, I think United States is only blame or 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 hurting themselves if they are yeah make making it the, the decision go, go later and later so i think ripple is right and and what you see is is ripple is expanding yep. do you see what ripple doing in asia and and, and south america and you know and all, all those other coins they will just leave the us do you think that's good for innovation in the us a no. or a country that wants to be on the top of the innovation list on, in the world no i don't think so so i think the, the SEC and, and the, 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 the American government is really making some mistakes here. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. And I got to kick it right back to you. I think Jackie's computer just froze on us, but we are showing a chart right now about Ethereum versus XRP regulation here. And what's really, really interesting is the same exact things that they are saying Ripple did that were not compliant. They're telling Ethereum that everything they did was legal. So there's a whole list. I'm not going to read through and bore our listeners here, but Andrew Cashflow, I think this is a prime example of the SEC deciding who they want to succeed in this market. What are some of your thoughts? Is it manipulation? Is it, uh, 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 Johnny would say, red snake weasels? Are they, talk are they talking <laughs> the truth? Uh, you know, it, it's so, 
yeah, it's so unfair what is happening, you know? We, we've, we found a way to, to get innovation up. And if you do this, it, it's just it's just slowing innovation down. I already already said it. It's it's so weird that, that, that this is happening. Um, oh, uh, by the way, I see also similar things, but not so severe as in the US, in, in Europe. But uh, yeah. What, what can I say about it? You know, it, it's, they, they are delaying, delaying, delaying. And I think it's delaying because the, the elite is not ready. The banks are not ready. The CDBCs are not ready yet. And that's why all stuff is delayed. And as soon as there is an alternative for the, for the, for the yeah, cryptocurrencies, you know, what, what, what's happening? Banks also want a piece of the pie. So they, they also see if they stay a bank in uh, in the area only of, of, of the regular fiat currencies, they are not going to win. So what they want, they want want to have the role like a Binance and, and a Coinbase and a Kraken. And so what, what I expect, banks will take over or not take over. They will also go into the market for, for buying and selling cryptocurrencies like they are currently with, with stocks, stocks and bonds and that kind of stuff. Andrew Castro, I'm going right back to you, but you brought up something so important, which is the banks are ready to enter this market. And this weekend, we had a primary example of that as JP Morgan has just filed to custody your cryptocurrency in their private custody wallet. We're going to break down some of the details here as the JP Morgan wallet is now officially trademarked for Bitcoin and other crypto services. They're going to offer virtual currency transferring, exchanges, payments, checking accounts, and financial services. Guys, when Andrew Cashflow says the banks are coming, they're not coming. They're here, Andrew Cashflow. And this is a great indicator about where the market's headed over the next 24 months. We got 234 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into the details about how Ripple is expanding into Europe and may even be leaving the United States. But before we do that, Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts before we kick it back to Andrew. What do you think about JP Morgan coming out and filing to custody retail investors' cryptocurrency? Yeah, I mean, this is something that we talked about. It's so it's it's kind of refreshing to see this finally come to fruition because it's something that we've, you know, we've been talking about for a while on this show. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is a, a little bit for the, you know, the DeFi, uh, I guess, advocates and in um, I don't know, like freedom fighters that we all are at hearts. Uh, in our hearts, you know, it kind of is a little bit of a downer to see all these big banks, but I mean, it's, it's inevitable regardless. So, so it is, you know, kind of a good thing waiting for regulation, seeing big banks, you know, open up their own virtual wallets. This is definitely what we've been, what we've been eyeing and looking towards. Can, can I add something to this? You know, this is what you see here on the screen is CFI centralized finance. And this is dangerous. So you have to custody your own coins. You have to, yeah, you have to have your your own wallet, your your public keys, your private keys, not your coins, not your crypto, of course, also not your airdrop. But you know, it's so important that that you do that. And as soon, you know, people are are are, are maybe I, I I do not like to say it, but a lot of people are lazy and they say, okay, I will buy it there and I will leave it there. And yeah, we saw what happened with FTX. And if you know, and and if if because governments can regulate banks, so they can also regulate your uh, uh, decentralized crypto. So and if you keep your crypto apart, I mean, in in the in the 30s they confiscated in the U.S. they confiscated all gold. I mean, 
And now we can, can we can custody our, our crypto all over the world. And you only have to remember, if you want to leave your country, you only have to remember your 12 word or 20 word seed phrase. So I would say, educate yourself, make sure that you know what you're doing and take hold of your own coins or, yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew, you're, one you're other right detail that I think is one other detail that I think is key here is not only the fact that they want to custody the decentralized cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and those examples. I think this is a step towards rolling out centralized digital currencies for anybody who has a JP Morgan account. They need a digital wallet to automatically deposit your funds in there. Jackie, I know you had a comment. I'd love to kick it to you. Yeah, and this is the problem. And I'll I'll add on to Andrew. You know, this is kind of the problem, and it's essentially it's it's our fault. You know, it's it's. I would say it's the retailer's fault. And this is why Bitcoin was created for peer to peer to, you know, get away from centralization. But in the end, you know, people are still people are still staking, earning, putting their stuff on centralized platforms. And that that again, you know, just like Andrew was saying, not your keys, not your crypto. So Bitcoin was created. We 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 all talk about getting away from centralization, um, out of banks, things like that. Bitcoin was created. And then what do we do with our Bitcoin? We put it right back onto centralized platforms. So people need to learn to take responsibility, take, you know, take the responsibility and their their financials into their own hands. Stop going onto platforms and in centralized places to keep your your finances. Exactly, Jackie. And I think that's been one of the criticisms of centralized entities. Once we get a centralized cryptocurrency, that's the end game for freedom. They're going to be able to tell you how much you can spend, where you can send it, what's an essential good, what's not an essential good. We got 277 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All those listeners out there, you tuned in at the right time because we got the Italian stallion joining us. My good friend, Johnny Crypto's in the building. I miss you, my friend. Thank you for being here. We're about to dive into the most important news of the day, Johnny. As crypto has just filed for a new license in Europe, we could see them exiting the United States and going towards a more crypto-friendly country. Before we dive into that, how you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling like I'm finally in focus. Good morning, Warrior Maniacs. Hopefully you're all doing well today. I've been running around. A lot of stuff happening this morning. Very busy. No time to even shave over here, but it's all good. Just wanted to say good morning to Jackie. Joyful Jackie. We got the cash flow king. Happy to see you guys all and all to and all the warrior maniacs as well. Great to see you guys. Sorry to interrupt the show. So let's keep going. Sounds like we've got some good stuff to hop into. Awesome, Johnny Crypto. Tuned in at the perfect time as we're about to dive into the most important news from today. Crypto startup Ripple is seeking a license in Ireland to drive EU expansion. Ripple is expanding its presence into the EU where it plans to passport its services through an entity in Ireland. Most of Ripple's business has been driven out of the United States due to the SEC's lawsuit. And after the FTX collapse, they said it was a call to action for economic responsibility. So let's dive into some of the details of this story, because this could be humongous for not only Ripple, but XRP holders around the world. U.S.-based crypto company Ripple no longer derives most of its income from America and is looking to expand and reach in Europe. Ripple's general counsel, Stuart Alderati, said that effectively, Ripple is operating outside of the United States, and that's due to its extensive legal battle against the Securities and Exchange Commission. Essentially, its customers and revenue are all driven outside of the U.S., and even though we still have a lot of employees operating in the U.S., it's not the majority of our company. Ripple is expanding its presence into Europe now and is seeking a virtual asset service provider license from the Irish Central Bank. That way, it can passport its services through the European Union via an entity based in Ireland. Ripple also plans for an application for an electronic money service license in Ireland shortly, and this could be a key detail in the lawsuit. 
Ripple has over 750 employees globally, with roughly half of them based in the U.S., and there are 60 employees based in its London office. The Irish Central Bank previously handed a license for money services providing to crypto exchange Gemini. So, Johnny, with all this news coming out around Ripple and the world of finance changing in front of our eyes, we're seeing Ripple get so frustrated with the U.S., they're going overseas. I'd love to hear what it means to you about the expansion, regardless of the lawsuit. Well, first of all, it's fantastic. But before I hop into that, let me just say, give a shout out here to our man, Waters Above Crypto, the man who kind of saw all this shit coming a year and a half ago. So kudos to him. Love you. Appreciate you, Waters. Uh, a friend of the show. In fact, I'll be reaching out to you soon because I want to get you back on. But uh, in terms of this news, I am. <clears throat> let me tell you why this is fantastic news. So if I could just clear my throat here, give me a second. But the reason why this is important yep. is because if you think about this, if Ripple hadn't been sued, they would have been spending all their time working in the U.S., and trying to get that business, right? Which means they wouldn't have been spending any time going outside of the U.S. and going globally. So the reality is, while the U.S. is still the biggest market, the reality is they are now well-positioned in the rest of the world. And here's further proof of it, right? Now you're going to Ireland. Let them go get all these small businesses now. When the whole globe is working on Ripple, guess what? The U.S. at some point is going to have to conform. And to conform... It means Ripple's going to get that business too. So rather than working it from the inside out, starting the U.S. and expanding outward, they actually were forced to go outward and then eventually come inward. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. In fact, I think that might actually be a good thing because it's a lot harder to expand out in all the other globes in the other world, right? So the other technologies aren't doing that. They're all starting here. It's going to be a very interesting battle. But if you think about it in the end, if you've got all the other banks on board in other countries and you only need to get one, that's a lot simpler than going in reverse. So by default, Ripple might have ended up with an advantage at the end of the day coming out of this. So that's my two cents. I always think of it contrarian to everybody else. I actually think it's a good thing. I'd love to see them expanding. One of the things that's clear in this lawsuit is that there is an advantageous attitude towards Ethereum. They're allowing Ethereum to do things that XRP is not allowed to do. And we actually just pulled up a chart before you hopped on, Johnny, breaking down some of the details and key differences between the way that the two cryptocurrencies are regulated. So they're not criticizing Ethereum for an ICO or breaking any U.S. laws, but Ripple actually operated with the idea of compliance. They were working with the SEC when the Ethereum Alliance was not working and meeting with the SEC at the time. So, Johnny, we're talking about this important detail with Ripple's expansion, but I think it plays key details into how the world looks at Ethereum as well. So while I pull up this article, I'm going to kick it right back to you. Then we'll go to Jackie and Andrew. What are your thoughts on Ethereum's regulation versus the XRP? I mean, my first gut reaction is free pass. <laughs> I don't know, that's just what I think. Like, how is it not the same? They did the same goddamn thing. They launched the same way. You got Vitalik literally saying... You know, oh, yeah, we're going to launch this thing and we're going to make money off it. I mean, he literally, he literally defied the security as he was launching out his plan. Thank you, fellas. I love all you guys out there. Um, he literally defined it as that. So they just like it's really weird that they got a they got a free pass. And, you know, obviously I say this all the time and it doesn't just count for the show. It doesn't just count for, for crypto. It counts in anything in life, guys. Teach your kids this. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And luckily, our listeners know Johnny K. A couple of key details in this article that I wanted to bring about the lawsuit. The lead lawyer for Ripple said that they are closing in on the end of this case, and this could be massive for United States adoption, specifically for Bank of America. The final legal briefs are due by November 30th, and they're looking to see a resolution around 2023. 
They're predicting that the resolution will come in the first two quarters of 2023, and Ripple is still working very closely with U.S. policymakers. Anybody who's been in this market for a while remembers that in 2018, Ripple reached a $120 billion market cap without being listed on any major exchanges. And the William Hinman speech is, is showing up in this article as well. Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We're talking about Ripple's adoption by the central banks and how Bank of America and many other large U.S. entities will start using this currency once the lawsuit's over. So resolution could come in the first quarter of 2023. What are you anticipating? Yeah, um, I, I feel like we've been feeling kind of an energy building up um, around uh, Ripple, around XRP, you know, XLS20 coming out, all of those things, you know, just good things. I think just being involved in the space, uh, you you feel that way going to the, you know, their summit conference and everything like that. That was something that really was eye-opening to me um, that none of this is slowing them down. They're, they're just continuing and, um, you know, you know, blinders on moving forward. Um, but one thing I, you know, I don't really have a prediction on, on when this will all be solved. One thing that will, you know, signify to that is when you start seeing, you know, massive price movement, not massive price movement, but you will start seeing the price moving up and there won't be much news or anything like that. Um, we've talked about that. That's definitely truth. Um, you know, and by kind of by the rumor, sell the news event, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't kickstart the next bull run, who knows? Andrew Castle, we often say they say one thing and do another. And one of the things we're witnessing in the Ripple lawsuit is that this technology is being adopted around the world while in the United States, it's not being used and it's being pushed out of our borders. Do you think this is going to bite the innovation in the United States in the behind? Because a lot of the companies that are operating in the crypto space, they're doing a lot of the same things Ripple is doing. Even if they're trying to work with the SEC, we could see some massive lawsuits in 2023 around other crypto projects. So I'm really interested to hear if this case does end in, in the first half of 2023, what do you think the SEC is going to move on to next? Will it be exchanges? Will it be other individual projects? What do you believe, Andrew Cashflow? Mm, I think they, they have their wish list. However, what I also think is they want to make more fear in the market for the, for the retail investor so that they can say, you see, we need regulation and, and th that kind of moves they will make. So uh, what we already said, will USDT the next one who will, will, will uh, lose the pack with the dollar? Will there be another project? Will they do a, 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 a collection of small coins? I'm not sure, but there is a master plan plan behind it. However, what I also said, it's it's only US. However, US is big, but with, there is also Asia, there is Europe, there is uh, now other other areas that are happening. What what I'm actually very curious at is is I'm looking forward to the uh, to the resolution of uh, XRP lawsuit because I want to have my airdrops, my flare airdrop. I already got my songbird, but it's not doing much. And so uh, yeah looking forward to what's happening and i think every event that happens is good with with, with when it goes into the direction of regulation johnny we got a great here from a great question here from one of our listeners elizabeth she said do you guys use google authenticator what else is out there to authenticate your apps i don't want to be trusting google when this crap hits the fan i actually do use google authenticator but johnny is there any advice or, or maybe insight that you have that i may not um, you know, I, I'm the same way. All my stuff is on Google authenticator as well. Uh, so that is a challenge if Google, you know, if that goes down, uh, I believe there's another one. Mike, I think there's another one. Microsoft maybe Microsoft also has, one. I think Microsoft has one too, but I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I fall into that too. And that is the problem. 
You know, like everyone says, oh, yeah, decentralized. No, nothing's decentralized because while, yes, certain things, miners and things are decentralized, the reality is all these things at some point tie in to what I like to call either a node or a bottleneck, right? Where they either go through Azure or, you know, AWS or cloud, or in this case, Google Authenticator, right? If Google Authenticator goes down, <laughs> most people aren't accessing their, their, their exchanges, right? So while we're centralized, decentralized, I mean, we're never really truly decentralized because all these things tie in right now through certain points. Somebody said it great the other day. They're like, I wish I could find a meme and send it to you. It talked about how crypto was started out as decentralized and then they gave it to a bunch of elites that are going to then turn it centralized. It's like, it's really weird, man. And that's exactly what's happening. And we got 292 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This next video is very, very upsetting. If you are an advocate of mainstream media, because once again, they misled the general public with this FTX collapse, calling him one of the leaders of our generation when it comes to this financial revolution. And they could not have been more wrong. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. What is this exactly? It doesn't quite sound like a business. It sounds like a hybrid of some kind and not in a reassuring way. Now, some of this was happening in secret, but a lot of it was happening right out in public, right in front of the news media. And of course, a lot of them knew Sam Bankman-Fried because he was sending a lot of the money. And when he wasn't, he was desperate for the publicity they could provide. Sam Bankman-Fried was on the cover of more magazines than Madonna. So they probably should have been asking questions about his business, but none of them did. They promoted him. Watch. They call him the JP Morgan of crypto, right? Yeah, the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. <laughs> so why should you care about a floppy-haired, vegan, fidget-spinning crypto billionaire who occasionally sleeps on a beanbag chip? Because he's going to steal your money. Crypto Winter, the 30-year-old CEO, has been referred to as crypto's white knight. JP Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTS. That should have been our red flag right there. The second Jim Cramer was on air calling him the JP Morgan of the cryptocurrency industry. I could play this clip and they went on to list another of other prominent names. The Warren Buffett, the Charlie Munger, the criminal. Who knows? It was actually the Bernie Madoff of the cryptocurrency no, 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 no. We call this guy Mini Madoff. He's Mi this is the Mini Madoff, Jackie, and I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We had a, another example of mainstream media misleading the general public, telling them to trust one of the exchanges that went under. And we lost over 10 billion dollars specifically in europe from retail investors who trusted this exchange i'd love to hear some of your advice what do you think about some of these mainstream media campaigns promoting this without actually doing their research because they were insolvent yeah this is gosh i i started hearing about this from people who aren't even the crypto markets that's what leads me to believe that we are so close to the bottom um if not there already you know um just because, I mean, we might have a little bit down to go, but I definitely would start dollar cost averaging and now take this opportunity if you can. Um, just because, you know, we talk about being at the top, you start to hear it from people in the grocery stores, what, whatever, you know, all the examples. But, you know, I, you know, I'm hearing from neighbors, things like that. Some people who even know that I'm in into crypto and, you know, I work for a company that is involved with crypto. Yesterday, I, I kind of had some like, uh, pity looks, I guess, and, and asks if I was doing okay. And, you know, it, it is a little bit of a salt in the wound just because it is, it is, um, you know, it's not a good thing, obviously what's going on and it, it gives crypto a bad light, but 
you know, everyone feels this way in the back of their mind where they're just like, bro, just hold on for two years and you can be asking me if I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, Andy, that's a hundred percent. First of all, you know, this guy, the scumbag mini made off here. You know, if I were like, like everybody called this guy, JP Morgan. Are you freaking kidding me? If I'm JP Morgan, you know how many times JP Morgan just rolled in his grave? You know why he's JP Morgan, Johnny? And this just came to me because he's working to centralize this industry. They collapsed the market, and now this is an excuse for regulation. He could be the JP Morgan, actually. Yeah, well, he doesn't have the the, the brain capability. This guy can't even put three sentences. Like, you ever hear this guy speak? There's no way. You know, Mark Yosko said this best on the show last week. He's on another show. He's like the complexity that was set up with these 130 companies between all the companies he had and everything go like the brain power it took. There's no way him and his 14 year old girlfriend had a, had a chance to, she can't even do basic math. You think she put together that complex mini Madoff scheme? No freaking way. No way. But anyway, what the hell did I want to go with this? I forgot. Anyway, the point is, yeah. So for this whole thing, the media, you just got to, when they start talking about guys like this, these are the guys you need to be worried about. You need to be worried about the ones that they're that they're talking about. It's really, really, it's really, really, it's mind-boggling. Andrew Cashflow, with all these exchanges collapsing before our eyes, people are worried about Tether becoming insolvent. And we're going to provide some key details for our listeners. If you think the FTX bubble was a collapse that brought a black swan event in, the the tether collapse could literally be 11 times the liquidity that floods into this market. We got 305 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Andrew Cashflow, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. Before we dive into the potential tether black swan, how do you feel about the mainstream media misleading investors telling them that FTX, well, they were to be trusted? Yeah, you know, it, it's all a, a fraud. And actually, I think from the beginning already, and, and the, the, the major elite, you know, they, uh, Mr. Wonderful, how is his name, was also involved. And now he said, you oh, you misjudged. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's all a game. It's a game. And if we know it is a game, then we should play the game according to the rules. And what are the rules, at least for the, for the retail investor? Don't put all your money, don't bet on one horse, bet on several horses. Do asset diversification, you know? Two, two to five hundred dollars, you know, and then you you bet on every one and not not on one at the same time. And and again, get it get it off exchanges, get your money off. So um, will you USDT be the next one that, that that will go down? It would be a big a big big swan because then a lot of stuff collapses. And will Bitcoin go further down and Ethereum? Yeah, it will go further down. Will it be a buy moment? Yes, it will because. I believe in crypto. I will. I believe it will go huge in the future, and we have to go through this growth, yeah, misery with which we're in at the moment. But we'll, we will see in 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 a year, one and a half year, where we are. You know, when we are uh, one and a half year or a year before the for the halving of, of Bitcoin, and then that year, you know, it will be fantastic again. Will it break down after after 2025 again? Yes, it will break down again. So. It's just cycles in the market and just play the game according to the rules. And don't think you know everything because we don't know nothing. Hmm. 
Thank you, Cashflow. Johnny, do you have any quick comments there? Because I do have to provide some positive insight for our listeners as well. It's not all black swan news today, people. We got some good news from Grayscale. As Grayscale, there were some really, really negative rumors this weekend about them holding 630,000 Bitcoin. A lot of people said because they weren't willing to disclose their holdings, that could be a lie. Luckily, this morning, Coinbase Custody revealed the exact amount of Bitcoin held in Grayscale's trust. And it's the exact amount that they were claiming. This is a great news for the for the entire crypto market because this, if Grayscale's $633,000 Bitcoin trust collapsed, it could provide a Bitcoin price below $5,000. And we have some math to back that up. But Johnny Crypto, I'd like to get your thoughts. Some positive news here for our listeners. What does this mean to you that Grayscale was actually honest in this circumstance? Well, let's see if they're honest. <laughs> I guess that's the part I want to see, first of all. You know, they all lie to us and tell us, you know, somebody posted something yesterday on twitter and it said four famous uh, uh last words uh from the four billionaires that just went bankrupt in crypto right and they all promised you everything was good i wish i could find it on twitter hey by the way have you seen the the battle that's going on between bitboy and kevin o'leary on uh oh yeah twitter? have you guys talked about that yet the, we haven't yet we can dive into it right now if no, you no, no it's okay i didn't mean to derail you i just yeah this is good news i mean i mean they're coming out and saying it right now, what we want to see is the proof that that holds up. The thing I'm hearing is a lot of chatter now all of a sudden about Tether coming back is Tether being the one that's going to collapse. So who the freak knows what's going on? And that will ultimately bring us to bottom. If Tether collapses, we will ultimately, we'll see, you know, 7,000 Bitcoin probably or something like that. And, you know, that's when you're going to want to back up the truck. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Jackie, when I saw this chart this weekend, I was definitely concerned as it showed that Ethereum's, I mean, Grayscale's Bitcoin uh, trust had only accumulated during the bull market and then didn't take a single Bitcoin of profit during the entire 2022 bear market. So that, that's a weird sign right there. You would have thought they would have been taking some profit. They're supposed to be more informed than the everyday investor. It turns out they may even be less informed. Do you have any quick comments on Grayscale's reserves? At least they have the 630,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, um, that's definitely not something that you want to see. Uh, but I think leverage was the real killer in this in this last um, I don't know downturn that we saw. So yeah, just like Johnny said, if if it's true that they still hold all that, that'd be that'd be a good thing. That's a positive sentiment. But that is something that we have to watch out for. Andrew Cashflow, Johnny Crypto brought up something important, which is that Kevin O'Leary and BitBoy Crypto were battling it out over this weekend. There were some strong allegations made by BitBoy. I mean, when you talk about swinging for the fences. He was hitting grand slams out there. So one of the things that stuck out to me is that Kevin O'Leary, he used to be one of these trusted investors, but a bunch of clips emerged before the FTX collapse of him saying some very, very misleading things for this market. Johnny, he's climbing up the rat snake weasel index, but Andrew, I'd love to get some thoughts. What do you think about the battle between Kevin O'Leary and BitBoy Crypto? Are these the type of things that show us who's honest and who's dishonest in this market? Now, at least when I need to believe something, I have more trust in, uh, in uh, uh, or less less trust in Kevin O'Leary. I mean, what, what he because he was so involved also in FTX that, yeah, and it also hurts him. However, he, he was fair enough to say on, on on the YouTube video that he was wrong and that he also made good good investments. However, you know, I I, I, I cannot say enough uh, uh, about it. Um, because you know we don't we don't know it everything, but uh, but but Bitboy, yeah, I like him because this guy. I, I followed this guy already four years ago when I started with crypto. I didn't know anything, and I was following uh, I was following Bitboy, 
and and what I see now, he is he is getting more and more into the space, more and more confident. He more and more understands what's happening. So also, if I respect something, it's certainly uh, it's certainly him. Yeah. This is really interesting, Johnny Crypto. As Mark Cuban this weekend was unfollowing all crypto-related accounts that he had on Twitter. This is really interesting because of the Kevin O'Leary connections this weekend. We saw that Kevin O'Leary was still promoting Sam Bankman-Fried, saying not only would he give him more money, but he was calling him one of the most brilliant investors in the crypto industry, regardless of the collapse. What is going on here? There were serious allegations. I don't necessarily want to dive into them because I don't know if they're truthful or not. I'm not going to put that out there. But what does it mean to you, Johnny? Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, Rat Snake Weasels, or Honest Investors? It means it means exactly what we've been telling you it means on this show forever. You never do what the big boys say, all right? You just don't because they're not going to tell you. They're going to lie because it's in their best interest to do so. So, yeah, they're all rat snake weasels from that perspective, but it's no different than, you know, that's just how the game is played. Andrew said it earlier, right? You need to know the game so it can't get played. And if you think, a billionaire is here to help you get to become a billionaire. You're a freaking retarded moron. It's not I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I want to sell you. Yeah, exactly. Real cheap, cheap. Anybody believes that? Hit me up after the show. Uh, real cheap discount price for you guys. I mean, it's just it's just retarded to think that these guys are here to help us. No, they're not. You need to help yourself. Nobody's here to help you except the GMC show. We're here to help. 3T Academy is here to help you. Why? Because we come here and we, we tell you the truth every damn day. And we nobody tells us what to say. Nobody pays us to say certain things. We've never taken money to promote a token. We've never taken money for anything. And that's what's really great about our channel. You don't have to worry about us promoting tokens because money's going in our pocket. And that's one of the reasons we cover the ISO tokens every day. Not only do they not pay us, these are the tokens that are going to make billionaires in the future. And the best place to learn about that is at the 3T Warrior Academy with our team. Click on the link down below. You get access to every single one of us, including Coach JV. He does weekly portfolio updates. Andrew Cashflow has a course on how to enter and exit the market. We've got great people. Billy has an Air Billy has a trading course. We have another Airbnb course in there. So if you're looking to learn how to make money, not financial advisor, not financial advice, but the 3T Warrior Academy is a place best communities on the planet with that being said we got 333 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button we are yet to dive into the most exciting news for today andrew cashwell i'd love to get some of your thoughts on mark cuban unfollowing all of these accounts right as kevin o'leary has gone into the fire so we uh so we put him in the, in the same category I think he's slightly below. I think I don't think he's quite a Kevin O'Leary, but I think he's midway up the Rat Snake Weasel Index. He puts out some really good info, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna put him right about there. I think I'm yeah, gonna. You know, he's, he's he is also a hedge fund manager. So what does he want? He wants to pump a coin. He wants to dump a coin. He he, he also made in I think it was in March he made uh, several hundred millions with uh, with with shorting the market, and now we are at the bottom, and now he is pumping it up again. Um, so what Johnny always say, don't do what they say, do what they do. And that, that's what we should, uh, should do. And that is, that are the games or the, the rules of the game. And that we should, should play according to the rules. Andrew, you brought up something important. Don't do as they say, do as they do. And what is MasterCard doing over in Europe right now? They are working with Ripple on developing a central bank digital currency. We've got Amazon Web Services, Accenture, the Digital Dollar Project, and the BIS 
all working on this massive advancement coming to the XRPL. And with this bull market ready to emerge, hopefully sometime in 2023, we're going to show you guys the smartest way to track your crypto, sticking to an exit plan that we created and not getting diverged by headlines within this market. So with that being said, Johnny Crypto, let that ad play, my friend. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and totals since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, when you talk about the smartest way to track your crypto, the reason that's going to be essential is some of these projects like XRP are going to have massive, unprecedented price movement. And this is a prime example of that I want to break down for our listeners right now. Link to release some key, some, revealed some key details about the central bank digital currency development taking place today, showing who won the central bank digital currency project for Ripple and also who was on the judging panel? And when we check out the judging panel, we've got some of the largest names, not only in crypto, but in the financial world, MasterCard, Amazon Web Services, the BIS, the Digital Dollar Project, Essential, and of course, Ripple is in there as well. So we're going to kick it around the group, starting with Johnny K. What do you think about another major connection to Ripple happening with central bank digital currencies? Oh, God, I love me some major connections. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly what you want to see. Love seeing Ripple right in there with some of those major, major iconic company. Actually, it's got, it's actually probably got one of the best looking logos too. When I look at all these here, <laughs> it's actually fantastic. It looks so pretty. It just looks so pretty sitting in there in that group there. I love it. I love me some ripple, man. Andrew Cashflow, what makes me a little bit nervous is if all these centralized entities are working with ripple and excited about creating a digital currency, what does that really mean for us XRP investors here? A lot of people criticize XRP investors for being pro-centralization I've been pro-decentralization since I got into this market, but Ripple rolling out central bank digital currencies, it means big money for XRP investors, but it could mean dark times for the rest of the world. What does that mean to you, Andrew? Yeah, you know, we are investors here. And what we are doing, we are looking for coins that will have value. Which coins will have value? Coins with a utility behind it. And guess what? Ripple has a huge utility. So if we do... Uh, only only a part of all the worldwide transactions using Ripple for, for the intermediate uh, uh, liquidity between uh, worldwide banks. There is so much need for, X, for, 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 for XRP. So, you know, and that means the XRP price should go up in, 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 in a couple of years and, and even it will grow in the future because financial, uh, um, um, financial transactions will only grow in the future. And there is so much need for, because there's so much cash everywhere in the world sitting at, at, at banks to, to exchange it. Because the the, 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 the the old system, the SWIFT system, yeah, it's just an, a notebook system. And then they write down what it is. And 
So Ripple really solves a problem with, with, with the utility. And that's why it's good. You know, will it be centralized? No, because it is a decentralized ledger. But still, a lot of centralized parties are using it. Now, so what? Let, let's make our, uh, let's make our uh, 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 profits with, uh, with Ripple. Yes, exactly, Andrew. You said it yourself. And I'm going to dive into this key detail before we kick it to Jackie here. You said that the XRPL is decentralized, and I completely agree with you, Andrew Cashflow. We got a great tweet here. It said, the amount of XRP misinformation that persists is staggering and willful. Ripple is not XRP. Ripple not, RippleNet does not implicitly use XRP. The XRPL is decentralized, and Ripple only runs a few validators. Ripple cannot outvote anything on the XRPL, and more XRP is out of the escrow than is actually in the hands of Ripple. That's pretty exciting because up until early of this year, Ripple owned up to 60% of circulating XRP. Now they're down to only 49%, Jackie. So lots of exciting news. I'd love to hear what it means to you. What do you think about all these XRP updates? Yeah, that's there's a ton of misinformation about um, XRP, about Ripple, um, and people really need to differentiate between those things. Um, you know, they we've got Ripple Labs, you've got um, you know the other institutions that were just talked about um, that are slipping my mind right now that you just had in that last uh, pull up. But yep. and that's the thing that too I wanted to kind of touch base off of Andrew. Um, you know, we can't control the outcome. He nailed it right on the head right on the head. We're investors. You can't control the outcome. You can only control your action. And so that's something that we teach, um, you know, all the time in, in the Academy, we don't just give that, um, the financial things, but it's also, uh, you know, mindset. And that's the thing that people need to, you know, kind of take control of first is, is their action, whether it be in the financial world, whether it be in, you know, health and, in, in um, you know, mental and learning and things like that. People need to, you know, start to take action in those ways. And that frequency and vibration will then lead you, you know, to be able to kind of increase your influence within the world. So very insightful, Jackie. And that's what the great point into our next topic is a lot of this stuff, it may be out of our control, but one of the things you can do is try to control your own crypto by moving it off of exchanges and into a cold storage wallet. Andrew Cashflow always says, not your keys, not your crypto. And during 2023, that could become more important than ever. We got 300 live listeners joining us, Johnny Crypto. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got 10 minutes left and it's all going to be dedicated to this FTX collapse. Sorry, to this impending tether collapse. So get ready for this key information. Let's dive into this article about the Federal Reserve. As Federal Reserve's Michael Barr says that stable coins are an urgent risk requiring regulation. He said entities offering stable coins are an urgent risk that must be addressed. And this could be because he knows something that we do not about Tether. A top Federal Reserve official warned Congress that it needs to pass legislation on strong crypto guardrails to prevent future financial stability risks. Entities offering stable coins are an urgent risk that must be addressed because they're backed by the dollar and really borrow the trust of the Federal Reserve. Johnny, I never thought of it that way until reading this article, but I do agree. I think he makes a great point. It's important for Congress to step in and say that you're not permitted to offer stablecoins unless it's done under the strong credential framework from the Federal Reserve Oversight, Supervision, Regulation, and Approval, Barr said. 
It's Congress' role to intervene here and says that they should require a strong role for the Federal Reserve for oversight stablecoins due to the fact they're piggybacking off the stability of the dollar. We can dive into a few more details here, Johnny, but I'd love to get your thoughts on the beginning of that article. Michael Barr previously was on the board of directors for Ripple, so another major connection to the Federal Reserve here. This guy used to work at Ripple. Very good to know. But what he's saying is that Tether is piggybacking off the success of the Federal Reserve because it's a peg to the U.S. dollar, and they haven't approached the Federal Reserve looking to be regulated properly. Could this be the black swan event? Could we see the Federal Reserve come in, regulate stable coins, say that Tether was operating incorrectly, and watch that massive bubble we just showed on the screen, 80, sorry, $68 billion worth of liquidity, which makes up over 85% of Bitcoin's trading volume. That bubble could pop and we could see a $5,000 Bitcoin. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but this is one of the things that I'm keeping an eye on. I'd love to hear from you, Johnny. What does it mean to you, my friend? It seems like it's, it's probably the perfect story. It probably, you know, it definitely feels like there's certainly some potential behind it. Because if you think about it, first of all, all these stable coins are running like wild, wild west. There's no regulation behind them that says you have to have one to one. There's nobody auditing them. They do self audits, but there's no real consequence here. So the reality is we want to see. I, I do agree to some extent any stable coin created has to have a set of rules. And it needs to be followed to guarantee it to be secure and safe so that it can't implode, right? And whatever those rules need to be, they need to be established, they need to be set, and people need to be held, held accountable to it, and people should go to jail if they're not. That's number one, okay? Number two, how do you get that? Well, you have a stable coin implode. And that's what I'm afraid of, right? Because we've been hearing for a while that there's been talk about one of them is going to explode, right? Teller's been the one we've been hearing about for two years, and so it won't surprise me to tether or some other one that's going to literally take down the whole entire thing, scare the bejesus out of everybody. Everybody's going to be problem, reaction, solution. Everybody's going to be screaming for a solution, and then they're going to come with one. But the problem is at what cost to all of us who are in right now? Does it just mean we're going to go through this really, really deep drop, which means then you don't want a DCA right now. You probably want to just sit on a bag of cash and DCA when that point. In fact, to be honest with you, I stopped DCA because I'm not so sure what's going to happen, and I want to wait to see. If that does happen, that's when you're going to want to DCA in, you know, put that son of a bitch in reverse at that point. If we see Bitcoin below 5,000, you're going to want to, you know, break the reverse stick in, on your truck and back it up and load up. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see some credibility to this to, to some degree. It wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely. That will be the catalyst to get the, the, the stable coin regulation rolling. And Johnny, it reminds me of Robert Kinasaki, who six months ago was calling for a sub $11,000 Bitcoin, took some heavy criticism, including from me and you. One of the things that's proven more correct is this market, you cannot call for bottoms because we've got black swan events, whether it was FTX, whether it was Luna collapse. Now we've got a possible tether collapse and Andrew Cashflow. Love to get some comments from you. We showed this last week, but I want to remind our listeners over 36 billion of the 68 billion dollars in tether was being traded by almeida research which was the collapsed founder of ftx so this is a custodying entity very very bearish news for the market the fact that they control the majority of transactions on tether what does that mean to you could this be another indicator of the impending collapse could be could be and you know nobody knows so what would i say don't hold usdt in your wallet even not in a decentralized wallet. You know, we also saw the U UST coin that connected to Luna. It can go down. All stable coins can go down. So at this moment, in this phase of the market, what I would say is if you want to invest in a coin and if, if, it, is, it, and, and, and if it is uh, yeah, doable enough, 
move from your normal bank account your amount that you want to invest in a coin buy the coin and hold the coin but do not hold any stable coins at the moment because you know it would if if it collapses and you have ten thousand dollar in usdt yeah it will go down and, and you will say yeah okay yeah i'm sorry and but but it's it, it's gone so especially you know when the market go up again we can also go into uh making earning and, and staking with with centralized platforms but at this phase of the market it is so risky so do not take any risk just hold your coins that you want to hold in your decentralized wallets either hold or cold wallets doesn't matter so, so much and do not hold any stable coins except of fiat and then pre preferably in your own bank account in your bank normal bank that that's what i would say Jackson, did you have any comments there? Yeah, just to jump in really quick, you know, this is the macro perspective that we talked about last week. You know, they're trying to get rid of all these other stable coins um, to push in the ones that they want to stick for the long term. So just like Johnny said, this could be the perfect story, you know, if US if if Tether does collapse. Um, but 50% is big. That chart you just showed, that's over 50% that they were trading. So that is definitely something that's alarming. Um, I would not, you know, I would not blow that to the wayside at all. 50% of their market cap um, held by Alameda Research is, that's a huge percentage. So that is something that will definitely, you know, crash us down even further. So that's, yeah, that's definitely something to look at. And um, yeah, like we said, you know, they all all these other stable coins, they went down, you know, and all the last two standing that you see is USDC and USDT. We know there are big connections with USDC. So, you know, they're fighting, they're fighting to stick around. And Johnny, one other thing that really stuck out to me was that FTX wasn't willing to disclose which bank they were using to onboard into Tether and out of Tether. And that's a really key detail because who knows? Was it JP Morgan? Was it Bank of America? Was it Citibank? That could be a really key detail into who's working to centralize this market behind the scenes. We got 286 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny, you're going to love this last video we got because we're showing you a video from 2019 as Gary Gensler was promoting Algorand in his MIT course. We're going to let the short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. So governance is tough. You could create Uber or Lyft on top of a blockchain technology today. Uh, well, maybe in five years you could. It would be have the performance. Uh, Sylvia McCallie's Algorand, uh, who's a uh, Turing Award winner at, at MIT that I work with. Um, Sylvia's got a great technology that has performance. You could create Uber on top of it. The question is then who would update the software? So that's really interesting right there, Johnny. He said that they could build Uber on top of Algorand. And that's just another example of the use cases that decentralized Web3 products provide. I want to show our listeners one more tweet, but really quickly, any comments on Gary Gensler talking about the use cases for Algorand while now suing Ripple for the exact same use cases? I don't have any of this clown. Let's keep moving on. Unless the other guys do. I, you know, I, Hey, we got I, 60 I, seconds left, and I want to get your comments on this article as well. As the CIA is deep into cryptocurrency, the director reveals, he says the CIA director, William Burns, said that the agency has a number of different projects focused on cryptocurrency currently running in the background. So it's another example of the NSA and the CIA being very, very aware of this market. Jackie, any closing remarks here about the CIA being deep into the cryptocurrency market? 
Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. We already know that, um, is it Constellation, DAG? You know, the, the U.S. Army or Navy is using them right now. So, yeah, they're all they're all up in this. They know about the technology. Andrew Cashflow, there's a lot of rumors that Bitcoin was actually founded by the NSA. Now we got the CIA showing they've been working in this market behind the scenes for quite a while on several different projects. What do you think about this news here, my friend? Um, yeah, it doesn't wonder me at all. I mean... Um, I, I know a, a friend of mine, he has a big truck company and he was hacked and he had to uh, to pay Bitcoin to, to get all his computers and servers unlocked again. So he went to his bank and they said, of course, sir, we can help you. Yeah, we can help you with the Bitcoin. And for, to the outside world, they all say, no, we don't do Bitcoin and whatever. But if it really comes, so they are all in there. Thank you, Andrew Castle. And we're going to close this episode out the hey, same way we I always do. Hold on, Johnny. Uh, oh. By saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Andrew Castle. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Jackie. Johnny, I know you're going to show that NFT update. So I'm going to give you the floor here. Thank you. All right. Here we go. I'm going to fire this. Jackie, do you want to say a couple words before I fire this up? Yeah, guys. Just um, just really quick. Let's on. <laughs> Sorry. This is like. On Wednesday, Coach JV will be on GMC to talk about the project. Ah, you weren't supposed to say that was supposed to be a secret. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm kidding. Keep going. <laughs> we can show that. Video. that <laughs> All right. I'm going to fire up this video. Then yeah, let's, let's do it. Boom. And with that being said, we're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.